Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of R&R Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought leader and your host, Carrie Richardson. Hello and welcome to Win. I'm your host, Ian Richardson of Richardson and Richardson Consulting. And today I'm really happy to be talking with Emily Glass, CEO of Synchro MSP. Emily, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Ian. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for joining us. Emily is the president and CEO of Synchro, an all-in-one RMM, PSA, and remote access tool that helps MSPs or managed service providers run more profitable businesses. Previously, Emily was customer experience officer at Datto, where she created an award-winning technical support experience, as well as Datto's chief product officer, driving product strategy. She served in senior leadership positions over at Alice, Backupify, Akamai, and Brightcove. She has degrees in both engineering and fine arts, and speaking as an insomniac, looking at that background, I recognize a fellow insomniac. I actually sleep that... really well because my day is really <laughs> full, but I do get a lot done. Hey, there we go. Emily, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on WIN. With, with WIN, we always talk about three things in order here. We follow a process at Richardson & Richardson, and that's business challenges, achievements, and opportunities. And Emily, before the show, you were sharing with us that one of the big operational challenges that you have a, a core focus on at Synchro is change management. Figuring out that, that way to make sure that change goes through in a logical process and doesn't shake the ship too much is a big focus for you and your leadership team. And recently, Synchro's gone through an evolution. You guys have went from that building infrastructure figuring out the product market fit, launching that platform to, hey, we've got everything in place. We're ready to go and we're shifting into a growth-minded organization. Talk to us about that. Share about that uh, about that challenge and how you guys have managed it. Happy to. And thank you for having me, Ian. I'm glad to be here. Um, so yeah, you know, we've been going through a lot of changes as I think a lot of the world has over the last couple of years, right? And change management is not a new concept. Uh, but I do think that MSPs and businesses and the world at large have seen an accelerated pace of change over the last couple of years. And, you know, Synchro is not immune, immune from that. And we have the, the context or the situation where, as you said, we had found product market fit. Uh, we continue to grow with our partners and we're really entering that growth phase and starting to realize that what got us here uh, a lot of the people, the process, the, the, um, the, the approach, the roadmap won't get us to where we need to go. Uh, and as you go through that journey, things start to break, become more yeah. efficient, 
don't don't work as well as they used to for one reason or another. And I think, you know, we found one of the things that's key is communication uh, to try to work through that. So that's something I'm really focused on in the current state of things as things are changing all the time. Uh, it's really important to stay in touch internally with folks, right, as you're making decisions, changing process, uh, growing, adding people, uh, make sure you communicate to those new people why they're here, and also make sure we can do outreach to our partners and let them know how we're, we're shifting and changing as we go through this. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're working hand in hand with them so that we're not disrupting their businesses as we change, but we're innovating quickly, too. So that's a that's a delicate balance. I love that. Uh, I love that focus on expectations and communication. Getting getting out there and saying, "Hey, look, this is what's going on. This is where we're headed. This is what to expect," and presenting it not only to your team but to your customers, so then that that your partners, those those MSPs that rely on Synchro as an integral like core core strategic focus and partner for their business know, hey, this is what's happening. I can communicate with my clients. I can communicate with my team. Everyone's on board and everyone's rowing in the same direction. Yeah. And it's definitely a challenge to make sure everybody back to the communication knows what's going on, right? Internally, externally, it's almost like a tidal wave that might be extreme, but some days it feels like a tidal wave that's going across the organization and, you know, outside that sort of touches everything. Uh, and, you know, there's so much to communicate. You have to make, really make careful choices about what matters to whom, when, internal and external, right? And who you're going to listen to, because not everybody's going to be happy uh, as you go through changes. And I'm sure MSPs can relate to that, too, as they go through changes in their business and have wanted to put forth new solutions, services, new methods of working that some of their old clients or legacy clients maybe don't, don't like the new approach, um, or as they bring in new people and new ways of thinking, it takes some adjustment. So communication is really key. Yeah, that uh, that adage where you can't make everyone happy, and recognizing that, and that doesn't that doesn't make the organization bad. It doesn't make the customer bad. It just says, hey, you know what? Like this no longer seems like a, a strategic alignment fit, and uh, and and that's okay. Speaking of, of of kind of alignment, this uh, that's an amazing segue <laughs> that you, you teed it up for me there. <laughs> You're welcome. During, uh, during change, alignment is is really difficult to achieve. It's almost by the definition that making sure everyone's on the same page that that really is tough. And you had mentioned that that some of the achievements that you're happy about uh, and recognizing there is that there's been milestones you had set up for measuring alignment, which alignment's such a amorphous term. It's, it's such a amorphous space. It's almost like culture, which you and I are diving deep into in a couple of weeks on our on uh, the Richardson and Richardson webinar series, the Thursday process. Measuring alignment with those milestones is is challenging at best and you've been able to, to recognize some of those would you mind sharing with us about those milestones what were they and and how did you how did you set those and what did it feel like to see your team hit them 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to chat about that. And it's definitely a journey, right? So as changes never stop, the alignment you never reach perfection and can call it a day, call it done. You have to something you have to keep working at. So, you know, one of the things early on and I think can help achieve alignment is getting uh, everybody talking about the data that you have in your business and deciding to talk, uh, deciding what to talk about. What does it mean? And I like to think about data as as like having a shelf life. Um, oh, there's, yeah. a po- there's a point where you like discover it. Did you discover a new insight or you discover a trend or, or a set of data? And you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then you all kind of collaborate, discuss it, uh, you know, segment it, slice it, whatever you need to do. And you get an insight out of it at the end of the day. Um, or maybe you're like, oh, that was that was a waste of time. <laughs> like That didn't tell me anything. But even that is an insight that allows you to move forward. So there's this part about um, sort of Uh, exploring it and then deriving like the nugget of information, consolidating Mm -hmm. that and then moving on to the next set of data, right? It has, it leads you to the next question that you need to explore. And so in achieving alignment, I find the process of sort of wrapping your arms around the data you have, going through that mining process to mine for the insights and then Mm -hmm. sharing those collectively uh, and then going on to the next set, those are sort of the milestones that I look for really early on is like, what data are we looking at? And do we evolve that? Do we like consolidate it back to a learning and then go on to like the next question? That sort of shows me that we're achieving more alignment. Yeah, that that creation of an intentional space where, hey, we have this, whatever it is, a metric, a number, a, a finding, an activity, something happened. Here it is, everyone. Here's the fact. And that's all that's all data is. It's a fact. It's a number. It's a it's just this thing. But you have someone from the product team who might interpret it in one way, and someone from the revenue generation or sales team who will interpret it another one, another way. Support and customer success will have a third methodology. Leadership will have different things, and even different different members of the leadership team might say, well, I I see this, this. Wow, that's interesting. Help me understand that because I was thinking over here. Uh, I I had mentioned chatting with my sister-in-law. We were texting this morning and we were talking about just some some data sets and an interesting A-B test that she ran. And she said, yeah, there's there's a finding over here that's kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious about that. And I said, huh, well, what about this or this or this? And she said, I hadn't thought about that. That's a fair point. I was thinking from this angle. And I said, that's a fair point too. I wonder, I wonder which ones, I wonder which one's more accurate. I wonder where it is. Yeah. So those conversations create that space. Yeah. And a lot of times, actually, the interpretations are all accurate or somewhat accurate. And then the insight is derived from figuring out how those piece together into an action or a takeaway or the next, again, the next step or question. And I think, you know, the other part about it after that consolidation or that learning, that shared learning process happens, then another milestone that I check for is like, are we all answering with the same answer as a leadership team primarily, but throughout the company as well, right? Do we all understand where we're headed? Do we all understand what we just learned? collectively so we can go forward and make progress as an organization. And one really concrete example of this is I was in a board meeting recently and we were doing a presentation about, again, some some findings and then some some learnings we had had uh, to the board. And 
up until that point, uh, it's always a little nerve wracking, right? Oh, You're yeah. like, as a leadership team, you like, I don't know, what is the sales guy going to say about this? Or what is the product person, you know, the board's going to say like, how do you feel about this, Mr. Mm-hmm. And you're always like, oh no, what, what are they going to say? Did we talk about this enough? Do I know it's going to come out of their mouth? That kind of thing. And it was the first meeting, because um, we're a newer team working together, where we had questions and everybody's answers were, I was like, oh yes, I knew that's what they were going to say. Oh yeah, that's the right answer. Like that's not a surprise. That won't be a surprise to anybody on the leadership team. We've talked about it enough. We've come to that shared understanding together. Uh, We're all kind of operating as one on this topic. Uh, That is a great feeling and also sort of a very solid demonstration that we have alignment. Yeah. Yeah. That bubbling up about the leadership team. And then I'm imagining from that alignment of your leadership team and and for those of you who haven't been in a boardroom before either for a nonprofit or or serving on a member of a board it's a completely surreal experience uh speaking as speaking as someone who's been on on multiple boards um it's just it's a little weird but then if you get that team that's that's effective and gelling together that kind of it bubbles up and you go well yeah like this is self-evident that this is the direction we have to go and, and way to go. How can I support? Mm-hmm. Which becomes the real the real question that I'm always asking is, well, this is this is the right strategic direction. What do I need to do to make sure we get there as a board member? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like maybe one other comment on alignment is maybe around the cultural aspect, which is, you know, looking at having all these conversations, looking at data, exposing new maybe issues, right? And challenges, there's not always good insights. It could be like, mm-hmm. oh, we have a problem here. Uh, just having people be able to wrestle with those topics in the open, I view as a good milestone. So every time I'm in, I start to get in a diff- maybe a difficult conversation where someone's like, oh, I found this out the other day, or we had this setback, and we're talking about that. And it kind of gets maybe, you know, it's not the lightest conversation, it could get a little heavy. I try to check oh, myself yeah. and be like, this is actually a good thing. I mean, let's stay respectful and, you know, uh, the tone of the conversation matters, but this is actually good that we're working through this and not ignoring it or people don't feel comfortable bringing it up. These are all helping achieve alignment at the end of the day. Yeah. You get that, that, that space. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, anyone who talks to me routinely knows I'm a huge fan of Tom Patterson and Tom, one of Tom's favorite sayings was it's better to find an inconvenient truth before the inconvenient truth finds you yeah uh, so like you you bring that awkward conversation to light and uh it just it creates it creates alignment by default alignment's almost the result there's there's a couple of opportunities and, and opportunity is always the last segment of the of the wind show what's what's next that future site there's a couple of big things going on in synchro's world and uh we're we're recording this on the 1st of September, but this show is going to go live on the 13th, which I think if I'm looking at my calendar right, you will have just made a very major announcement. And uh, I don't want to I don't want to steal it. So talk to us about that, because we had a we had a really interesting conversation around this announcement. Yes, lucky September 13th, uh, when this airs, we will have launched uh, a new Synchro identity, a new brand. Uh, Mostly, you'll see that manifest on our website. Um, And, you know, 
uh, as a uh, as an important sort of organizational activity, it's maybe not uh, something that our partners will see as like a priority necessarily. But I'm really excited about it, and I'm excited about it because I think it brings all the change that's going on and the alignment that we've achieved in my time as CEO from sort of an internal. A place to the external mm -hmm. world. And I think, you know, that's why I'm very excited about the brand launch is that I feel it's an accurate representation of where Synchro is at in our journey today. Um, and I think it's something that internally uh, the our employees are rallying around. I think it's really important to have a consistent sort of visual identity. It, mm -hmm. um, it drives a lot of energy and it's something that drives sort of pride, right? And ownership and people want to be a part of. And that goes for employees, but also for our partners as well. I love that. Uh, I love that like, there's a couple of such resonating takeaways with what you just said, that that pride and ownership, as well as a representation. And the theme that I've been having on this is around alignment. We've been talking about alignment throughout this episode and creating a uh, creating a brand people think about brand well brand brand does this brand does that the um the piece about brand that i always thought was it takes strategy and makes it relatable in a picture or a few words it says this is who we are this is what we value this is what we're trying to achieve this is these are our values and this is the impact that we want to create in the world. This is what we want to enable. This is how we want to make our mark. Mm -hmm. And you put that into a logo, you put that into design, you put that into words and messaging and it goes out and it's a, and it's it's the rallying cry for the employee that the customer support engineer who's dealt with issue, 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 and they kind of glance over and they look at the water bottle or they look at the core value poster or they see something like that and they go and they push the button and take the next call, right? Like yeah. it's 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 that item, but then it's also that area where I'm I'm struggling in my business. I've got a managed service provider. I'm having issues in technology. I'm having issues in organization. I'm struggling around delivery and they pop onto the website and they read it and they go, these guys get it. Mm -hmm. They're speaking to my story. They understand like, this is me. Yeah. Everything they're talking about here is me. This is, I'm looking in a mirror right now. How can I get started? Yeah. So, it gives people something to sort of relate to and react to yeah. as well. And that's really hard. So I didn't mean to minimize the, the good work that our teams have done to come up with no, our brand. Yeah. Um, I think that it's they've excellently sort of distilled all of what you said, the values and the ethos and that growth phase of Synchro, right? Um, we haven't really updated this in a long time. So I think a lot of us feel a disjointed uh, experience with our current brand or old brand by the time this this airs. Uh, and I think um, this really allows the, the current team we have in place to come together and rally around something and, and move forward. So it's really, I'm really excited. Uh, and don't worry, you'll you'll know by this time that we, we kept the octopus. So the octopus is not going uh, Yes, <laughs> yes. I've seen, I've, I've seen the, uh, I've seen the new logo, spoiler to everyone. Uh -oh. I've seen the new logo. It looks, it looks very fetching. And I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to to get on the website. And so kind of wrap, like wrapping this up, the, the other opportunity that we had talked about really does drive home that alignment. And, and again, without 
stealing too much from because uh, we're having a, a future deeper conversation around how you guys have done this. But one of the core focuses you have, Synchro is an all remote workforce. Some mm-hmm. some of our listeners might not realize that. But in an all remote workforce, you've got a very deep core strategic focus on connection because this is someone who who you might never meet face to face. We're remote. We're not. We're not going to bump into each other at the water cooler or, or grabbing a cup of coffee. You talked about you, you talked to me about that focus on connection. Talk to us about that. What's um, how are you guys pursuing that right now? Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, we might never meet in person. And that's true for a lot of our company right now. And even uh, extending again to our partners, they don't always get the chance to, to meet us in person, especially with the state of the world. You know, conferences weren't a thing over the last couple of years. So how do you find sort of commonalities? Um, or again, you know, the brand is a great one. How do you find ways to inspire people and give them common connection points uh, while working remote uh, and not having the opportunity to meet face to face? Because I think when you get to interact with someone face to face, it's like a natural uh, uh, touch point. It's a natural factor that you feel connected just by, you know, breathing the same air and getting yeah. sort of that informal time with someone to chat. So how do we replicate those things um, for, for our employees and create those connections? And we'll, we'll talk about that more on the webinar. So I won't give, give uh, that away, but it is something that I think about a lot. And um, we spend a lot of time on at Synchro. And then I think a meditative practice is a huge part of that too, because there is so much change. There is so much going on. There are challenges, right? We are growing and we have personal lives, right? We're people. Uh, So folks have a lot going on. And um, I think meditation is a great way to take a pause, take a step back from that and really look at sort of what's important, uh, get some perspective, allow things to kind of, you know, pass through you and move on from right to the next thing, or maybe let go some of those initial reactions, um, those like instinctual reactions to things and move to like the next level uh, of thought around it. So that's, um, that's something that is really important to us as well. 100%. Emily, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to to share your thoughts and, and the learnings that you have uh, from running the team over at Synchro with the audience at Win. Thank you for having me. Oh, 100%. It's, it's my pleasure. Emily's active on LinkedIn. You can connect with her there. If you're interested in learning more about Synchro MSP and you want to see that new brand that we just talked about, SynchroMSP.com, you can view more about Richardson & Richardson, read our blog articles, look at other episodes of the WIN podcast or the Thursday process webinars by going to rnr.consulting. If you're interested in registering for that webinar I mentioned, head to the thursdayprocess.com. It'll take you to the master page for the series, and you can register for the conversation that Emily and I have coming up in early October. I'm Ian Richardson. I really appreciate you taking some time out of the day to be with us. And until next time, take it easy. You've been listening to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win and we're here to help.